Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us like we are here live every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Yes, sir. As usual, joined by my co-host, Money Mike on my right. How you doing, bud? You know, I'm feeling good. Good um, football games on. That's all. That's only good stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. It's not. We, we, any, don't, we it, don't talk about. Yeah, it's just not getting any better in Lakerland. Stat Pat, how you feeling? Hey, we in this bitch. We you know what's going. On. Hey, look. You know what? We had a couple of um. This weekend was really good. For, I mean, you're a football fan. You gotta love the football that was happening. I mean, three games went down to the wire for field goals, and then the other one was the classic with the Bills and the Chiefs. So, gotta love that. Um, like my man Simpson said, the Lakers are still, you know, they're still struggling right now, but AD is on the way. We'll see how that helps. Um, is it oh, is it to the point that we got to go ahead and throw dirt on Ariza? I think um, it looks like he's not. He's definitely he's not. Been, he's been here a month now. of old. Oh, but, no. but we have plenty of time. Yes, we have yes, plenty yes, of time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's get started. If, yeah. if, if you're uh, new to the show, which I doubt it because you're great, but maybe so. We have new uh, listeners and followers every week. That's true. Yep. So if you're new to the show, we start the show with our buddy and our guy here, Marco Nunez, professional athletic trainer. Let's bring him on right now. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Hey. Pretty good. Pretty good. Just got done watching the Chiefs and Bills game. Like you said, it was a nice little weekend with games coming down to the wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it, way it should it, be. It's the yeah. way it should be, but, you know, competition. Yeah, so, so look, Marco, you know, originally I was going to ask you about how uh, Akers came back, you know, before time, what everybody was saying, but forget about that. Let me ask you a real another question about the Lakers. <laughs> I want to ask you about, you know, trades, right? You know, how, you know how when you trade a player, they have to pass a physical? Mm-hmm. Can we trade a hurt player? Like, you know, like if a player is hurt and somebody's interested in them, is is do they is there still a physical process or or is there like an understanding when you trade a hurt player? Because I think I just want to get rid of some hurt players for <laughs> 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 some healthy players. So, yeah. so, so bottom line, it's like if you and I were going to trade and I hate to say this analogy, but it's like if you if I was going to sell your car, you, you and I were going to trade cars, right? I give you the rundown. You do what you need to do. You take the tires. You, you got to take a risk on it. And then when you want to do the trade, you do the trade. Yes. Can a team take an injured player? Yes. And they've done it before. I think uh, a couple years ago, several years ago, we traded away Andrew Bynum, I think, when he wasn't fully healthy. In Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I remember we traded him to Philadelphia. Unfortunately, never. I don't think he ever, I think he played one game in Philadelphia. <laughs> and then I traded to Cleveland, never played a game in Cleveland type of thing. So, yes. So, technically, can, can a team trade for an injured player? Yes, they can. And it's just one of those things that – when you trade the player, you put it on, on writing, you send the documents over, and the team is willing. So you have to disclose all the injuries that a player has, and then the, the, the team has to be willing to accept those issues. They'll do a physical, and then they decide, okay, you know what? We're willing to take the risk on the part. Same thing when you draft the player. When you draft the player, you can draft an injured player. As a team, you're going to take the risk. And, if, if you again, it goes back to the risk-reward. If you think the reward is higher than, than the risk, then you're fine. We had a, a player – I um, remember there was like a, a small forward out of Duke several years ago, a while back ago, that was coming out of the draft, and he had a little hairline fracture in his fifth metatarsal, which could have developed into a Jones fracture, which could have probably ended his season. 
we took a risk on him. Knock on wood. He actually he he played well. Never injured that foot. He actually got traded into playing with some other teams, and he had a nice little career with never ever injuring that foot. So it's just a risk you take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know we, we we you know I'm just trying to look at all the options, and we got a cat that has been hurt all it, constantly. <laughs> no, no. Well, we we, we have yeah, yeah. Just just why are you saying this cat? Come on, well, come on. This well, is the profanity nation. Speak up, money, Mike. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm not trying to like you trying necessarily like like train AD or nothing. Oh, uh, <laughs> At first it was LeBron. Now it's no, AD. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> but but he's finally, he's just about to get better. Let's get rid of him before he gets who's hurt again. That, who's that a guy that uh, is it not, no, is it none, right? Kendrick, none, yeah, yeah, none. He, he ain't gave us like a second on, on, on the court. You know, um, I, I'm just trying to figure out what can we do, you know, where we don't necessarily have to give up our 2000. That's Seven, not happening. Twenty-seven pick. Yeah, that's, you know, that's like, not happening. I mean, we put ourselves <laughs> in this position here. Mm-hmm. Do you have an injury question for Marco? If not, I have an actual question. Oh no, I don't. Okay, Marco, I have a question for you. Sure. This is off topic from injury, but I, I'm just just curious, and I, maybe our listeners are curious to know. Um, when you're on an NBA bench and you're part of that that uh, team uh, coaching squad, there's a protocol when fights break out. Are you part of that protocol? Are you expected to hold players back? Um, do you have certain players that you're responsible for? What is that protocol? I'm just really curious. I just came into my mind. I was really wondering. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. So as part of the as, – as being at the athletic trainer, you're part of the staff and operations. So you're kind of – technically, even though you're not a coach, you're part of the coach because you're in that part. So our job, my job specifically, is to take the players to sa- their safety and keep them safe as much as possible. So when the break uh, fight breaks out – Immediately, we, uh, most of the coaches will look up to to the right side because that's you know we're on the left side. They make sure that none of the players are going running onto the court or step anyone on the court. Because as soon as they step on the court, they go back and look at the video, an inch, a whole foot, whatever. They're going to get fined and they're going to get suspended. Our security oftentimes rushes onto the court and kind of stop the fight. So oftentimes, we'll have anywhere between three and four secu- you know security uh, personnel on near the court, near the players, making sure that one nobody's rushing the players. And then when the fight uh, fight breaks out, they go on the part. So yeah. We have to do our part to make sure that we keep the players on on off the court, so to speak. Excellent, excellent. Okay. So you keep the bench on the bench. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely, excellent. Well, I want to ask you about uh, I guess you know, since you interview report, we were looking at that favorite too that happened with uh, Caruso. Uh, yeah. He and then he ended up breaking his wrist. I'm not sure if you saw the. Yep, I did. Uh, I'm sorry. He did. No, yeah, you, I, saw, I saw the video. What yeah, yeah. So I saw the video and he broke his wrist. Um, when when you see people fall, are you able to like? I'm, obviously, you can't be 100 percent sure, but by the way they fall, are you are you said, "Oh, he probably broke something because by the way he fell," or have you, or, or do you have to actually have to go over there and talk to him to kind of, kind of figure out or have an idea of like where where they may be hurt. Correct. So, so when we're sitting on the bench, like, you know, I've told uh, people some, a few times here and there is that oftentimes I'm not really watching the game. I'm watching the players move up and down the courts. So I'm watching their mechanics. Uh, you know, if they fall, they get bumped or anything like that. See how they land, see if their knee buckle, see if their ankle roll type of thing. So in this case, as soon as he's going down, I'm looking to see what's making contact with the floor. Is this hit making the contact with the floor first right of back? So then I'm thinking maybe possible, possible concussion is the low back. Is he, like I said, it, did he fall with an extended arm? If he falls with an extended arm right onto the thing, now you're looking possibly for a wrist issue or anything of that sort. Um, and then second, as you're approaching the, the athlete, 
Number one, first, you want to make sure that he's conscious, right? That he's moving in, in, in anything of that sort. If, if the player's not even moving whatsoever, then that's like red flag nine and one. I'm already calling the paramedics to come over. Don't even don't even wait till I get to just start coming over this way type of thing. Um, and then the third thing is that as we're approaching, I'm trying to see what the player is grabbing. Oftentimes when an athlete gets hurt, he or she will grab a body part, whether it's a knee, whether it's an ankle, or this, because I think he grabbed the wrist right away. He kind of clenched it and kind of the part. Um, do we know it's fractured right away? No, we do not, unless it's a compound fracture where the bone's kind of sticking out. Or uh, in, in the case where, what's it, the kid from from um, from Boston, yeah. where, where the ankles turn the other way type of thing, where the body part is located, turn the other way, which is pretty obvious. Other than that, taking him back, doing extras, and kind of determining on that part, um, and, and then seeing what was going on with that. But yeah, I mean, oftentimes, like I said, as an athletic trainer, you're just assessing the situation at all times, really. I mean, majority of the time, I really didn't know what the score was. Um, I'm just looking at the players, see how they're moving. That's a good oh, point. It's okay. a good point. And how often uh, do you go back and review the video of an injury in order to determine even after? All even the time. After- so, so that's one thing that we that I ended up doing when I was there is that I sat down with their video person, right? And by the time if an injury occurred and our video person saw that I was already coming off the, the, the court with an injured player, he already knew right off the bat that I got a key. He was already working on cutting that piece. By the time we got into the training room and we're evaluating our video guy, um, uh, he would already come in with the, with the, with this computer's iPad and already show us the video as we're progressing. Cause that also, it kind of determines what we're looking at. Our doctor will look at it. We will look at it. Um, anybody else that we need, we'll take a look at it. So we're, that's part of the process as well. We, we got to look at the video to see what was the mechanics and what, you know, how did he or she get hurt? Yeah. I would imagine that that's a, a priceless tool right, right there that most people don't have in, in normal athletic accidents right. if you're at the park and such. Right. All right, Marco, are uh, you good, Mike? Yeah, yeah, we good. Man. All right. You good? Yeah, I want to yeah. make sure we can train some injured players. Yeah. Well, technically you can't, you're just going to have to sweeten the <laughs> yeah. team more. Yeah. You just got to convince the other team to take them. That's all you got to do. Convince is the big part right there. Right. Thank you, Marco. Right. Please let everybody know the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on. Yeah, if you guys have any questions regarding the uh, sports medicine issues, please feel free to DM me on my Instagram at MarcoANunion17 or subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. All right. Thank you, Marco. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you, guys. Take care. See you next week. Take care. All right. So that's great. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it, guys. We have, of course um, – the Caruso foul. So that, so that's a big topic right now that just happened. Let's just jump right on that since we were discussing it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, if, if people weren't listening, go ahead and please update them as to what took place there. So basically there was, uh, well, we were just discussing it here, yeah. you know, Caruso was going up for uh looked like it was going to be a dunk or a layup and, and I uh, forgot his name now. Grayson uh, Allen. Grayson Allen decided that he wanted to basically, make a, a, a basketball play that became a non-basketball play with the second arm and kind of had him land, you know, pretty hard. And what I didn't like about it, man, is like, I understand competition, you know, you, you know, you might be in a moment, but he was smiling about it, you know, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. and then he ended up getting like a one game suspension, Yeah. Um, you know, with that. So he got a favorite two there and then got a one game suspension. Um, don't really, you know, I, I think for some reason you should got more just because I think it's more my heart versus the rule or the guideline simply because it seemed like it seemed like it was more intentional than, than anything else. I mean, uh, uh, let me let me back up and say, man, I remember Kurt Rembrandt got closed line and it was a, different and, and, and it was and it was a common foul. You know, I missed those days, but right. based on today's rules, um, yeah, you know, yeah, he, he's just I think he should have got more than one game. 
Stab Hat. You saw the foul. We actually went over it a few times. Yeah. We're trying to determine what that second swing through was for. It didn't appear to be at the head, right? Um, but it was that common mistake players make that the referees are always calling. It's that follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit the hands. Now, I didn't see close enough. We don't know if the break happened on that hit, most likely on the fall, yeah. or we'll assume. Um, did you see anything there that was dirty? Because Grace Allen, he's not necessarily known for being the coolest player in town. That's right. Um, so he has a history of doing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, dirty plays. Yes. Um, he was doing them in college. Um, so it wasn't that he even got – so his reputation – more than uh, one, more than two, yeah, more yeah. than three, yeah, and, and yeah. so he comes into the league with that reputation, and and he gets in, you know, we've we've all seen hard fouls, we know what hard fouls look like, and they usually in, result in a uh, flagrant two, a uh, flagrant one, excuse me. Um, this one was a flagrant two. Now, when we saw it, me and you were looking at that that video. He grabbed the wrist. The wrist was kind of like he pulling down on the wrist, so he can pull, but. It was the second, like you said, the follow through, the swipe. Um, and when we going back and looking at it, did he hit his head? Did he hit his arm? No, it didn't look like it made contact with that. However, it almost felt like this flagrant two or this suspension is based upon intent. It was like when he swung his second one in, there was actually, when you're looking at the tape, to me, to me as far as I'm concerned, I don't see any reason why he needs to sl- go swing that second arm. Grab his arm, make sure it doesn't go up, he falls down, but no one's going to say that the play is dirty because mm-hmm. he grabbed the arm. Mm-hmm. Once you start swinging and trying to get whatever a ball or something, and you're almost close to hitting him in his head, then the NBA can use discretion, and they can determine if there's intent. If they have intent, then they will go ahead and, and upgrade that to a flagrant two. Now, when we're talking about the flagrant um, the suspension, maybe he should be a little bit more because of the fact that he has that history. Um, Robin and you know used to get our test. You know, our test used to get suspended and it fly. matters. Yeah, it matters just because of history. Yep. So we're like, okay, in this case, why is this not being you know uh, uh, you know looked at the same way? Now, Money Mike uh, Caruso, of course, is a Lakers fan fra- favorite. If anyone has any comments in Clubhouse, please yeah. w- w- go ahead and uh, tap your mics. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we can uh, talk about this Caruso foul here. Um, so he's out now for weeks and yeah, six to eight. And what is Grayson Allen's out for a game? Yep. Right. Is is that it, that's just the way the the ball bounces, well, or is that fair money? It, well, it's the way the ball bounces. I mean, obviously, you know, there's injuries in the game, but you want to get injured in in a, like a really a, like a basketball play, especially nowadays. Um, yeah, L.A. Rams. Okay. Yeah, L.A. Rams. Did you you have a comment on that? This is Drea. Oh, oh, what up, Drea? How are you? What up, Drea? Yo, send Grayson Allen back to where he came from. He's been doing this since day one Mm -hmm. at Duke. Mm -hmm. He's a dirty player. He needs to be suspended for five games. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You took out somebody that was vital for the Chicago Bulls, and you're a glorified role player. Suspend him for more. You knew you did that mess on purpose. Then you snickered after Mm -hmm. you did it. Right. You meant to do that mess on purpose. I'm mm-hmm. over him. Yeah. Way. Yeah, uh, yeah, done with him for sure. Yeah. Well, he, you know, we, it, uh, Caruso's a fan favorite because he doesn't play dirty. He just plays hard. Right. So if another mm-hmm. player is going to come up, especially just to try to get the edge, because maybe Caruso's getting the edge on him, then yeah, he's going to, you know, hear from it. But um, every sport, 
every sport, whether it's made up or real, needs a bad guy. Yeah. Everybody loves to have a bad guy. You know you're looking forward or you know that next time that they come up against each other, you're going to watch it. So is it is it good for the game? Oh, so definitely good for the game. Okay, it's good for the game. Uh, I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, yes, we're talking about in the spirit of just rate, straight competition. Yes. Um, you know, but we're talking about other factors. We're talking about the entertainment factor. We're talking about we have to have good guys and villains. So <laughs> and when we're talking about the product, yes, we need to go ahead and sell that. And, yes, I would say, yeah, when it comes to that, yeah. When we talk about the bad boys, I mean, if, the, if the there's league, a reason we talk about yeah, it, if the league really wanted to go ahead and shut down the bad boys, they would have hit them with way harder suspensions or anything like that. And they did none of that because it's entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. so it's what it is. And so, yes. And, and, and to be honest, when you look at it, you're thinking about the villains in the NBA. I mean, we really don't have too many. I was gonna say We have we have tough guys that can, you know, back up their shit. If you, you know, if you think about like, you know, like, you know, MB, he may be looked at people don't like him. Yeah, but he's just, not, but a bad not a guy. He's a villain. He's no. not a bad guy. No, not like um, back in the day. NBA even Pat villains. Beverly. I mean, you really look at it. Pat Beverly really was just like a nuisance, but he wasn't really like. <laughs> There's no Bill Lambeers. Yeah, dude, we don't have any guy that's just try, trying to club you. Like, but you what know, about a, a Rasheed Wallace? Was he a bad guy, or did he? I just... mean, I think Rasheed Wallace is. I mean, to me, I was one of my favorite players of all time. Um, I think he he really got a bad rap with the come to the refs because he was in you know he was talking shit to the refs so that's the reason he yeah, never he did anything very, very passionate but he I, never did anything. I love that game he got kicked out just for looking at the ref you yes, that dude. One? he's yes. like whack you're out you're out and he's uh, like, don't what? talk to me Steve Steve Smith don't talk to me I told him yeah. if he looked at me one more time all he did was look at him and give him the and, stink and eye I was like dude. <laughs> gave him the stink eye and threw and him out was, and that was uh was, it was that the same dude that was that was, that was Jabby. Yeah. I remember when went uh, Crawford was, no no it wasn't Crawford it was uh, it wasn't yeah yeah Crawford wanted to Crawford, fight no, Crawford I mean, Crawford was um, sent out uh, Duncan for yeah. just laughing right I'm yeah, like they, dude they like, challenged him to a yeah, fight yeah I'm like yo dude what the heck is going <laughs> that's, on that's, like, that's beefy right but now. yeah we don't have any villains and yeah maybe you know you know he's now put himself squarely in you know <laughs> in, you know in the crosshairs gotcha but is he good enough to care. No. Okay. <laughs> so you got to still be good, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. You definitely do. Okay. So yeah, I, you know what? I, you know, we. I think we're trying to stall on. Yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Before we get before we get going with the Lakers, <laughs> I, I do I'd want like, to talk about the football later on. Though we so will, we will. But before we get there, I want to give a shout out. Okay, big right. shout out because we are looking sharp today. We are looking very sharp today. Our buddies over here at Street Hoop Association. Okay. At Street Hoop Association on Instagram. Uh, I was out at a run at a uh, Culver City game and uh, ran into them out there. Uh, a couple of players were sporting. I was like, oh, man, that looks hot. That's a hot logo. So I reached out. Uh, he decided he was going to go ahead and kick us down. So he's got the, what does your say, hustle sold separately. Yeah. Now, you love your statement shirt. So yeah, that, I love that's definitely shirts. the one you picked right away to put right. on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you know what, though? To me, that's always, it, listen, I... It, it, it's the work, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. especially when you watch the football game, you know what I mean? The And, and they catch the ball, the guy's ahead of them, and then the guy that's behind them pulls up before he even makes a touchdown. I know you're not going to make it, but it's damn. Too, dude, you're on camera, man. Yeah, you're on camera, man. You're still on camera. They run it through. We all see it, right? Yeah. We all see it, exactly. So you know, Y'all run through on the kickoff. You know, they run all pass, you know. You know. <laughs> you hustle like sold separately. Man, yeah, come on. I, it's right there with heart over talent. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I know. Yep. I love it. I, love, I knew you'd grab that shirt as soon as I saw it. <laughs> uh, definitely reach out to our buddies over there at Street Hoop Association because they're hooking it up. 
beautiful shirts. Uh, this one's purple with a gold foil. I love it. Uh, they also kicked down some goodies that we might be giving away a little bit later via Clubhouse. So be sure to hop on Clubhouse because we're going to have a giveaway a little bit later. And Street Hoop Association gear might be in there. Mm-hmm. So be sure to hit them up because they're really cool over there and they got some nice stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Thank you, guys. Okay. So now we can get on to some uh, gloomy, some boy. gloominess. Okay. Boy, boy, boy. Yeah, this is not getting any prettier, guys. Um, the Lakers are two and five in their last seven games. Wait. Let me say that again. <laughs> the Lakers are two and five in their last seven games. This is when you know it's bad. I'm going to tell you, this is when you know it's bad. There was a stat that came out <laughs> that said that uh, Russell Westbrook has a better shooting percentage than, percentage than Steph Curry. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. The only difference is Steph Curry shoots threes. Yeah. <laughs> so, if Steph Curry is a 45%, you know, and, and he shoots three-pointers, they... <laughs> He that that is an amazing stat, you know, from a three point line. Yeah, and what, what that goes to show is that you can take numbers and twist them to make them look like oh, and sound yeah. like anything you want them to sound right. like, right? right? I mean, because in no way is he comparative to Curry, that's for sure. Um, right, but then there, but let's let's get right into it. You yeah. know, hey, I know Westbrook has been playing better, you know, more efficiently. Um, I know Westbrook got benched, uh, which I think was the right decision. Yeah. Um, let me let me back up a little bit because I have a whole lot of thoughts. For the past, you guys let me know what you think. And, and Clubhouse, you guys let me know too. For the past week and a half, I've actually have seen Vogel coach. I, I think, right, you know, because before then, it seemed like they were just all going down, just doing whatever they wanted to do. But for the past week and a half, I've actually seen adjustments been made. Mm-hmm. Um, him put in the best players, you know, that that's the ones that's hot. Signs of a desperate man. Yeah, right. Like well, yeah. why why I mean, I and this is so bad for me because I know when we lost by 37, I was watching that Utah game, the following game, and I was like impressed. I saw us, uh, you know, get the lead. I saw us lose the lead. I saw adjustments been made, and we actually won that game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh wow, maybe we turn the corner because this, you know, maybe he, <laughs> the coach, has found something." And then I was mad because I was like, "Wait a minute!" The rumor was if he would have lost that game, he would have got fired. Yeah. <laughs> so well, like, that's why we were kind of like waiting to see what's going on uh, after this game. Um, because it's almost feels like when it comes to Vogel, then it's basically a game by game basis. How can, so. how can Jeannie do that? Jeannie said she was going to wait until the, the squad was fully healthy. You're now on the cusp of AD coming back. They're going to fire him before he gets back. That's just not going to happen. That's, that can't happen. It won't happen. We want it to happen, but it's not going to happen. How well, can that happen? No, it won't happen. I mean, it so won't now happen. we got to go to the all-star game. Like we said with Vogel. Yeah, it's it's crazy because um, you have, I mean, there's so many cooks in the kitchen nowadays. Um, just um, influencing the decision making at the top, and we we're talking about. I mean, if we we don't know, I mean, I think everyone does know about that story that came out by I think by the Athletic um, about how Rambus is the one that is kind of like pushing for certain personnel changes in the, in, the, in the rotations. Um, wants to go to a big lineup. If he's not really, you know, doing that, then, you know, Vogel was in uh, no danger to, you know, be fired. And 
things of that nature. Now, tonight, there's some things that I would say when it comes to now, and I know you said, Mike, that vocal was kind of coaching, but it was like like Jeff was saying, it basically is signs of a desperate man. His, his job is at stake. And I do believe, though, tonight was one of those times where kind of like when you start seeing the hot hand, you got to ride it. You got to understand now that there's no reason why Ariza should be starting over Stanley Johnson, right? That shouldn't happen, right? I mean, the fact that my man is actually balling and he's doing, you know, going on the floor or diving for loose balls, I mean, things that we need. He's giving that. I, to I, I don't even have the energy to argue for or against that because it really doesn't matter. But you, you know, can take Ariza, put him on the bench, and put. It, but it, it's it, not going to change. Well, Reeves need more minutes. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, you, you're giving minutes to Avery Bradley, where you should be giving those minutes to Austin Reeves. Well, I'm saying that yes, these guys that we're looking at on paper might not move the needle, but when they're in the game. The ones that we want to be in the game is doing is 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 you know having impact on that game. The other ones you're looking at the PR, you're looking at the plus minus, and you're looking at negative fifteen, negative twelve, and they're getting like twenty eight minutes a game. And so I'm trying to figure out like why they're getting so many minutes, and they're like negative thirteen, negative fifteen for the game. That's more on on the coach. So yeah, he's doing better. But and yeah, and do I have the answers? I don't have the answers. I don't know what he's going to do. There's no, there's no answer. Well, club about uh, blink your mic, if you blink guys, your mic, please. If, if yeah, you, have, you guys have thoughts. We all but, need to discuss this here. But let, let me just say this. So. I mean, the fact that Stanley Johnson is on his third, you know, ten day contract, I don't understand why we haven't signed him um, and put him on the roster. I mean, he he definitely has shown the hustle. He's shown the defense, the intensity, the fact that he. Um, you know, so I mean, I think he definitely deserves a spot. Um, I mean, we got go, go ahead, Andre. I see. Oh, I was just clapping for you, but I think it's money. I think they're saving money doing ten day contracts. I'm sorry, I was yelling for the Rams today. So oh, you sound great. Calling. I love it. That's oh, a sports we, voice. We're right we gonna get to but, your Rams. We're gonna in a get to there. We're gonna get to your Rams. You know what, let, let's keep you on the line here, really quick, Jay, because uh, I was talking with my girl Christine. Uh, you've met her, and. Um, she just, you know, she's a, a novice fan. She watches it from afar, but she picks up on a lot and she picks up on body language and such and says, this team just doesn't believe this team just, just isn't there. Mm -hmm. They're not playing for each other. They don't care. Um, and for me, this goes deeper and this goes into the Rob Palinka strategy of building teams with one year deals. Mm -hmm. Nobody here feels like they're here for the long haul. So who cares? They're just playing for their next gig, their next day, their next, you know, 10-day contract, whatever. Um, you can sign all the 10-day contracts you want. You can sign all the one-year deals. You're never going to get that loyalty. You're never going to get that out of it. I think that's a problem. What do you think, Dre? Um, I don't buy that as the reason because um, even the year we won the, sh the chip, we had people on short um, contracts as well. I think what our issue is, have you ever had... Um, if anybody's ever hooped, you know, and, and you, you you have a new guy that comes on the squad and, and completely does not mesh with your offense, throws everything off. H have you ever had that? Where you've had that player that just sticks out like a sore thumb? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that can happen yeah. in, in any environment, even an office coach, environment. Sure. Yeah, why won't coach bench you, right? Like, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. I think that people forget, like, how hard it's hard for us to watch as fans, but can you imagine how hard it is for the Anthony Davises who won a chip without somebody there, 
right? Then you bring him in, then it's completely difficult to work with this one piece. Then you add all these pieces and it's like, nobody can get cohesive with this one piece we keep trying to make fit, right? That is the most nerve wracking thing ever. I know I've, I've definitely been a part of it before. I know how it feels. I, I know that the frustration has to be at an all time high to where it's like, no matter how hard we keep fighting, we're going to run into the same crap over and over again. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just is what it is. And that will that will literally burst the bubble for you. That will literally take the the ump out of your sail. It'll literally just make you, you know what? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to exude my energy right now. We're literally sitting here floating because the bottom part of the West is garbage, right? Mm -hmm. So we're literally floating at six and seven without even trying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so I'm not about to exude my energy to cover up for his mistakes. This is ridiculous. I think they're all frustrating. And until we make adjustments to where that is not an issue anymore, um, we're, 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 we're pretty much fighting a losing battle. It's harder. I wish I could say like, I want this and this can work basketball wise. This is painfully impossible. I said, if Braun pulls this off, and they want to ring with this. Yo, that man's the best player I've ever seen for basketball <laughs> hands down, bro. Like, At all. Like, no one else no will say that. Well, Nobody well, else will say that. Okay, man. cool. So we 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 know uh, what the problem is. And we've been we've seen it all season. There's a big rumor going around, you know, is equal money. You know, Houston says they're willing to take yes. take Westbrook and give us John Wall, but now John Wall. That's like having another AD on the team. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, you're talking about like injured players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Like I, I, to quote, um, he's a jerk too. To 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 quote uh, a girl, Allison, a while back, she said the car fats. You know, we got look at the yeah, car fats. Look at the car fats. Like, you know, uh, uh, do we make that trade? Do we make that trade for John Wall uh, for Westbrook? I think that's just throwing, pardon my French, shit against the wall to see if it sticks. At this point, that's again. You got to start. Just what, what, what do we what do we do? What do you think, Pat? Um, I'm actually. I'm a, so when it comes to that trade, right? Is he going to shoot like Westbrook? No. So I'm like, let's do the trade because what I All see is the shooting. What I'm saying is no. What I'm looking at Westbrook's game, and I'm looking at what he gives me. And I'm looking at this, and I'm pulling for this brother. And my man is really literally on bank shots. The shot that supposedly his his bread and butter, and he still hasn't gotten that shot down yet. He's hitting the backboard. I thought when Peja hit the other side of the backboard, when he airballed that, I thought that was the worst airball I've ever seen in my life. He is hitting the top of the backboard on bank shots. OK, so if my man can at least put the ball close to the rim, at least I have an opportunity for an offensive rebound. Maybe we can do something different. I just don't see how Westbrook at this stage in the game is going to help us. And of course, everybody wants to see like he had that. And this was funny about it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to point to everybody out there in Lakerland. Look, man, I know he dunked on that dude's head. I know. And it was and that's what I've been waiting for that dunk. But don't let that cloud your judgment, man. Don't let that dunk and that energy that he gave was like, oh, now that's the West Rugo I want to see. Well, I want to see him do that all the time then. I mean, if he's dunking, not just, the, once. Like, not just once. I mean, we've been waiting the whole season for that. 
for that energized moment. I thought he was going to be doing plays like that to energize yeah, Staple the but, whole season. Okay, so but but the problem with that is, you know, everybody knows the biggest problem is that Westbrook. It needs to be kind of Westbrook's team, and we know it's not. And Westbrook needs to hold have the ball the whole time because Westbrook is. I mean, look, let's say what it is. He's an energy player, right? You know, he's he's a player that needs to come into the game uh-huh. and, and create. The he has to be a part of the, of the game. He has to be, be the center, right? Yeah, he he's not a player that's going to come in and just say, "Okay, this is what we're doing today," and then be able to go in in that space. He he's not going to take the mellow role that Mello has taken. Right. Yeah. Right. Which no. applaud Mello for right. that. Applaud him for that. Yeah, but but see, but Mello, that's what Mello always was. He was always a guy that could come in and get shots. Get, you know what I mean? He wasn't going to pass. It was, it, you know, he knew what this game was. Right. So that fits in. You know, I, all right, hey, man, because I, I said at the beginning of the season, hey, if I need somebody to come in and give me 15 points very quick, I'm going to go ahead and call Mello have him come in. But because because Westbrook and LeBron cannot coexist, we all agree. We've been saying that all season. In, and Westbrook is not going to be able to be on the court long enough to be able to create the energy and give the energy for the rest of the team, then, yeah, I agree. We should go ahead and just try to get John Wall and see what he can do because maybe he can uh, be able to be effective in not having to have uh, be the centerpiece of the team. Uh, yeah. Hey, Pat, we'll go to you right now, but uh, really quick, get ready, Clubhouse. We'd like you guys to uh, tap your mic because uh, we're going to go ahead and pick one uh, person who joined us on the show today, and we're going to give you a uh, Street Hoop Association prize pack here that the Street Hoop Association provided. So be sure to tap your mics if you want to uh, chime in. Go ahead, Pat. Sorry. Okay, no problem. No. Um, so, like, what I was noticing, like, we, we talk about the only way that Westbrook can be effective is if he has the ball in his hands and he's controlling that. But we see what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? That's nine turnovers. You know what I'm saying? That's shots on the top of the backboard. These are all these things when he has the ball, he's going to continue to do. And I don't know if it's by volume that we have to wait until he gets 25 shots up so we can look at the, uh, at the stat sheet and said he went 10 for 25, 10 rebounds and 12 assists. Got his triple double, but he's still ten, uh, and he got like seven, you know, seven turnovers. What I notice is like when you're playing against when you when you when we talk about players that need to have the ball in their hands, and then that's when they're most effective. I think about players that are stars that played with bigger stars in their career and see how that worked out. One guy comes up to mind is Kobe and Shaq, right? Kobe Bryant was like, I'm going to take these shots, but I'm just, I'm just as effective as, as, as Shaq. And I'm going to prove it. And that when I have the ball in my hand, it's not a, it's not detrimental. It's not to the, to the team. I'm going to help the team and we're going to win championships. Another example, we have Kyrie with, with LeBron James. I mean, Kyrie Irving was not. We had the ball in his hand when everybody said that LeBron needed to have the ball in hand. Well, guess what? I can handle the rock, too. And when he's handling the rock, he's not making these turnovers. He is scoring. There's a meme out there where there's both him and LeBron going, like, think, like 40 points out game or something like that where, you you know, where you see, like, two guys going at it at the same time. Like, they throw up that, like, that stat where both of them went 40 points in the, in the playoff game. That's what we're talking about when we want to give somebody says they need to be involved in the game. I need to see that production because just because you feel that it's best for your game to be the one to handle the rock, 
you got to show me that you got to do more than 10 for 25, 10, you know, 10 rebounds, seven assists, whatever, and eight turnovers with that. Turnovers are killing. You know? Yeah, I, I think that's what we're going to get from him on his team. I think he probably would be better on another team that where he could control the offense the whole time and know that there's not like another MVP caliber, another $44 million. Right. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a weird player. question. This is just a what if. Do you think he would have been better on the Clippers? Um, yes. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you a short answer. There's something about the spotlight for playing for the Lakers and playing for the Clippers. Now, yes, the Clippers have been going on about their business and everything, but nobody's drilling them for that, right? The Lakers, we'll have it. We got fans from other teams looking at us just trying to find out what we're doing, mm-hmm. not paying attention to their team. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yes. have... Everyone is is I mean we we create the Lakers like, the scrutiny can go both you know good and bad right we can have a person Compton like Mania that. says no that Westbrook wouldn't be better on the Clippers I mean he's not going to be better with the Lakers well, I mean we've and seen then, that so and what, he be, would he be would he help the Clippers more so is there a trade we, we, there we with our, marginally we talking about marginally is there right? a trade we're not there? talking about like exp- well, you know you talked about trading for an injured player would you trade westbrook for Kawhi? come on dude <laughs> it's not happening but <laughs> when i when i quake westbrook for Kawhi, I just, let's, you know he's whacked out let's see what <laughs> yeah it might be like nah <laughs> uh, you know absolutely because i need defense because again you know my biggest problem with LeBron is that look, LeBron is great. He'll get a triple double score of 40 points. We lose by 37. Mm-hmm. So, so we, there, there needs to be defense at some point in time mm-hmm. to, to be played. We got the scoring, you know what I mean? But if our defense is to try to outscore the other team, that ain't working. So, right. our best defense is our offense. Right. So, we, therefore, <laughs> that's it, right? That, therefore, we the need Tony, you know, yeah. defense. Right. That's what I said. Therefore, we need to have defense. Right? Okay. So, so let's let's stick to subject again. Uh, John Wall is what we were talking about. We were talking about whether or not that seems to be the most realistic now. At least that's because we're hearing the rumblings, but it rarely happens. That's normally you hear this over I, here because they're looking over look, there. I, right. think, I think they really should do it. I mean, they're saying that they, the other thing is that they want the 2027 pick, yeah. which is the first available pick, pick that we can Lakers. give them. So why not it's just the give first them one rounder. more? Why not? Right? Well, but, no, well, but who can't? Listen, look, <laughs> every first round that we get, the, the second pick or the third pick, we trade them anyway after a year or two. So it don't even matter if we have them, right? Because... <laughs> we we never get, use them anyway. We're going to get, get rid of them anyway. Yeah, but they're, they're good currency, and you get rid of them so far in advance, you don't have anything to trade with your uh, for, for maybe a really good trade or something like that. Yeah. But, 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 that, if, that's but, always if you're, but if you're always trading for a one year player, this is going to keep happening. I'm, 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 I'm at the point where I'm a little sick at, and sick and tired of this. We need to sweeten the pot with a, a first rounder. The Lakers need to sweeten the pot with a first rounder. Other teams can go ahead and get two second rounders in the player. The Lakers yeah. need to sweeten the pot with a first rounder. Now, another thing, why are we giving this up and not negotiating hard for, for pick swaps? Because I'm tired of giving you giving, give, give, giving, never giving, giving, giving. No, I need a, I need a, we need to hold out for the pick swap. If you look at any of the trades that the Houston has done, okay, they have did pick swaps. They're ready. They're stacking, to, they're, they're stacking picks, but they're doing that. And if they're just going to be, you know, hard pressed to go ahead and put the Lakers feet to the fire, then I'm not with that anymore. 
you know, when we're making these deals for these one-year guys or whatever, we need to talk about pick swaps because we can't – we're not in a position – because when we're looking at the future, the future is – I won't say bleak. I won't say that's kind of like, you know, glass half full – I mean, half empty kind of thing. But LeBron's going to be going in about three years. He's not going to be there. AD hasn't proved himself to be the the person that we need him to be so we can build upon. You know, because his he's you know like once some I've, I think it's uh, if I'm not making a mistake I think Andre said this before because the best ability uh, best ability is availability, you know, and that's what we need. Well, we need more people consistent, and if we're talking about building this roster up, we are gonna need all the all the draft picks that we can get. And one thing we know about the Lakers scouting department, we'll get those gems at the bottom of yeah, about a half exactly. of the draft. We'll we'll do that, but we need the picks to do that because we're not gonna have a bunch of Austin Reeves that are gonna be jumping up through the G League or Crusoes or whatever that we're gonna get from the bottom of the barrel. Now our scouting department is great like that, but we can't be living like that. We need to go ahead and get our. But I mean, listen. But we're always desperate, though, right? Like we even even the THTs and everybody that's performing now, we're willing to give them away to get another player to salvage the season. Just so, for the salvage of the season, right? Yes. So I mean, I, it's like we all we we get rid of the trades anyway. We get rid of our best player to, you know, anyway. So I, I think it's at that at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because. If, if we get a number one draft pick in 2027, I guarantee he would, by 2020, he would not be on the team. Okay. Well, because he'd be minus seven years old. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, no, we understand what you mean. Uh, the, 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 basically, the Lakers are not at 30. 30. Wow. <laughs> but, but, but I understand what you mean because the, the Laker brass is not patient enough right. to let them grow. But, of course, the Absolutely. brass responds to the fans, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the fans would uh, – the fans want something. They want a team that they can get behind, not just a player and a bunch of different guys every year. I just feel like if you're looking at the squads right now that are, are consistent, it's the ones that have been together a little while. You know what's really crazy about like I've I've talked about this uh, with a couple of guys before and um and like <laughs> what, Mike? you know, it's 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 um the fact that I've never seen a Laker team that looks like this on paper that sucks. Like I may I when we when we sucked before Oh, we were, we know we got Robert Sacre in the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Chris we got Mim. we got Chris Mims started <laughs> with Brian Grant. Like. We know what it looks like. You know what I'm talking about? So it's like, but when we look at it on paper, we're like, oh, we about to smash this year. You know, and we usually smash but see, when we know, see it. But that's this a, is the first time I've ever had a situation where I'm thinking, I'm looking at this team and like, ain't no way this should be like I, And I'm, I'm <clears throat> excuse me, I'm starting to lose that feel that, that, Everyone is saying, I know somebody was quoted, a former player was quoted as saying, yeah, the, you know, the, the Lakers may look the way they do, but no team wants to see them in the playoffs. And we've said that. I, I'm not so sure about mm-hmm. that anymore. Man, I'm really not so sure that yeah. anyone's too afraid of this team. Now, they, when they get AD back, whatever they do five games after the All-Star game, that's the team we're going to have. That's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. what? <laughs> and it's just yeah. not looking great, but there's just – there just doesn't look like there's any small thing that the the part that's so deflating about this is there is no one person to blame. There's no one place to point. You're not just pointing at the coach because you know the players I'm they're not pointing, playing hard. I'm pointing at Rob Polinka because we never should have had Westbrook. I agree with that. Buddy Hill, and he should have held against LeBron. And, said and, no. and if we would have had Buddy Hill, okay, y'all he hear you're just, you, you guys hear yourselves? There ain't no way. 
when Jeannie Buss put LeBron James as one of the best Lakers of all time in her top five or something like that, you already know the deal. And if you're saying that LeBron James is asking for Westbrook, no telling. He's getting Westbrook. And then nothing that. about Rob Holinka because he had that trade. He had it ready to go. So, so they so told him not to this do is, it. This is what it proves. Who is the day? This, this is what it proves. <laughs> Who's the day? This, this is what it proves. It proves that that LeBron James is a bad GM. Well, I mean, yeah, he has been historically. This is what he's done to teams historically. Yeah. He goes and uh, with the teams that he's won titles, which is the teams he's played on, he goes, he wins a title, but then he leaves them in a shambles based on the trades that he essentially demanded, I suppose. Um, if you ask Miami, if you ask Cleveland, that's what they feel. You know, I mean, at least those teams were competitive, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like this one literally, like, tanked the season. Like, this one is so bad that it put us in the position. I've never seen him make a trade where they were still not number one, number two seed in the East. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were always still top in the East, even though the trade probably didn't work, even though we had, like, you know, there's Kevin Loves. You know, you have all those players and stuff like that, you know, getting Tristan Thompson, that big-time contract. Like, him playing GM, yeah, I get that. But when you talk about right now, and we're talking about fit, it didn't feel like fit. It felt like Let's just get my. I want to play with my boys. I just want to play with my boys. There's Whisbrick over there. He ain't won nothing. Let's get him over here. That that push over the edge. And no one's looking at how he fits into the game. Nobody's really asking. Every, the no, everybody outside of the Lakers organization did. The yeah. second this trade was made and everyone thought it was healed, everybody questioned. Yeah, it. right. Everybody, especially and, us at Fame Nation. Well, we did. But the reason why is because we just saw in the bubble how the Lakers beat Houston. Right. They sagged. They left Westbrook alone. Yes. That's how they beat him. Then they traded for the guy that they clearly sagged off on. (laughs) Which is amazing. And expect a different result. And and it literally was the same situation. Harden (laughs) had the ball the whole time. And then Westbrook had no. I said it over there. Like. There's no place for rest, but if Harden's going to have the ball, though. No, it's just, so, oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, it's guys. frustrating. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I, we're just going to go right now with Compton Mania. Thank you, Compton Mania. New show on this, uh, uh, on our podcast network, the TGN Sports Radio. Uh, the lo- the Lakers are soft as puppy piss. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, and until they prove different, they are puppy piss. So right. we'll go with that. I love all right. it. All right, cool. <laughs> I love it. All right. Now, with that, okay, not all is lost in L.A., everybody. we got a squad. The Rams are in it to win it, guys. Man. The Rams are in it to win it. Stat are Pat, they, are they going to do it? Bring us up to date on this NFL football weekend, please. Okay, so, you know, the Rams looked good for the first half. I ain't going to lie to you. They, they looked like they were putting it on it. It was 20-3, to three and they were they driving. Brady. But they were actually driving in the first half. And this is what I, I think where the game kind of, like, when you saw the momentum kind of shifting towards Tampa Bay because – one thing that I always was worried about when the Rams is, like, when they have a team down, they need to go for the throat. Like, we, me and my friends who always talk about, like, we say sweep the leg, right? For mm-hmm. the, the Karate Kid uh, reference. No mercy. You know, no mercy. Sweep the leg, man. You got them down 23, get that 27 to 3 on them, and I'm thinking about it all for those 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the halftime, come back, you got the ball, come out of halftime. You know what I'm saying? Put that next, you know, seven points on them, get that 34-3 on them, let them think about that, let them come back from that. You know what I'm saying? You want to be Tom Terrific? Come back from that. Mm-hmm. But you go out and you get them down, and, and what down. happens? All of a sudden, these guys are starting just making all these different turnovers. Now, I will tell you this. 
when it comes to the Rams and they're playing the 49ers next week. Ooh, that's scary. The 49ers are not scared of the Rams. Uh, they, no, they prove it. They, they just, proved it all the time. Now, of course, everyone's going to say, we can't wait. We give them back. They're back in the house. We're going to do it again. We're not going to make those same mistakes. We're going to go ahead and put it on them. Tell you right now, dude. They just went out there in the in the cold in Green Bay. They're going to be in sunny Southern California. They care less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all know this. I mean, we got pictures of the of of the of the tailgate. Exactly. Uh, no, week 18. Uh, week exactly. 18. And they took over ridiculous. the joint. Mike, tailgate week 18. What was that like? You were there. Man, listen, tailgate week, week 18. They, I mean, you talk about who was the more, more hyped, <laughs> who was riding. It, it, looked, it was all like red. It was just red, so, red. So if you didn't know which team played in that stadium, what would you have thought? You, it, you know what? It, yeah. The 49ers, <laughs> the 49ers. They travel they well, that. especially in and, California. And they and they felt that, too. And right now, they already are talking about literally an uh, hour after the game was over. Rams the, season the ticket holders. Rams are, the Rams put out, please do not sell tickets to 49ers fans. Like, they're literally trying yeah, to do everything that they can to prevent 49ers fans from coming into that stadium. But I'm going to tell you all something. You know, I've been watching enough football in my life to see – that one team, that one Cinderella team that you that barely make it into the playoffs. Oh yeah, you've been talking about and this. then get it's that true, momentum true. I can't and, they, and they go straight. And if you listen to this story, like look at it, look at this storyline. Like there, there's always a storyline, yeah. right? And the storyline is in order to make the playoffs, the 49er had to beat the Rams. Yeah. Right? In order to go to the Super Bowl, the 49ers have to beat the Rams. Yeah. Right, there is no fear in the 49ers. Far see what, what, what a lot of people. The reason why the uh, the 49ers are had that record is because they because they weren't healthy all year. Guess what? 49ers are healthy now. Yeah, they so, healthy. So look, I, I mean, and, and I'm they not, have the confidence. Right, well, I'm not I'm not counting out the Rams. I think definitely the Rams could do it. I'm gonna tell you right now, Steve Bradford, he's not 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 shouldn't. Been maybe not throw no interception because what 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 he does well or, or Stafford yeah. Stafford Stafford what Stafford does when he's playing a great game <laughs> when he, when he has great games that's when he throws that pick yes yeah, Stafford had a phenomenal game right. today um, however I think I think they're gonna beat the 49ers and this is why I tell you is because I don't trust Jimmy G and what I saw today if that pass rush with with we have um you have uh I think uh Leonard Floyd, you have uh Von Miller on the other side, you have Aaron Donald up the middle, and you got the back, you know, covered with, you know, Jalen Ramsey taking away the number one receiver. They already saw Debo Samuel go ahead and go off on him in week eighteen. Everyone now knows who Debo is. If they didn't know before, they know who Debo is now. But when it comes to that I really believe that the Rams are going to be on their game. It's one thing to beat. It's like one team thing to beat a team, and now you got to go back and do it again in the playoffs. It's just it's it's just it's a one game shot. It's going to be hard for Jimmy G to pull that game another game out, and he didn't even play well that game. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna they're gonna force him into a lot of uh, um, uh, difficult situations. Now, look, man, look, I, I'm a Raider fan, so I have no dog in the fight. But I'm just looking at objectively on paper. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it again. Uh, the Rams have the motivation now because they lost the game. Whereas you know they got the, the 49ers got to keep it up. You know they got to keep up that momentum and try to go ahead and to it. But it's going to be a great game. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because on the other side, it ain't gonna be a great game. I mean, I think KC is KC in the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think KC. Jamar Chase is a, is an amazing receiver. Burrow, you know, is a is a good quarterback. But there, I think there's no way that they'll be able to keep up with uh, what what KC got for them. Right. <laughs> um. Well, look, man. Look. Anytime you take 13 seconds <laughs> and drive all the way for a game-winning field goal. That's scary stuff, man. I'm, I'm, dude. That's not, that's not time. That when we're looking at, we're thinking about the the history of the game and the much playoff games that we've seen. If you see 13 seconds on the clock, that usually be like the the, the kiss of death. They're not gonna be able to make it. It'd be like a 70, it's like a a 58 yard field goal. The fools got down and made made a 49 yard field goal. You know that's Look, crazy, dude. They I'm got a, to the thirty-two yard line. I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what's more scary. Scary when he threw that ball to Tyreek Hill on the twenty-five yard line, and I'm like, oh, he about to run past everybody. Oh yeah, cheetah, and then and then <laughs> throw the, and throw the peace sign, <laughs> right? Like going into the end zone, right. like throw the peace sign, I, like yo, I'm you know you're not going to catch me. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, because every, he was at full speed and everybody was just starting to run, and I'm like, oh no, it's it's a wrap. So you know those, and then you got Kelsey, who who. You know, no Kelsey's the guy. Yeah, I know. I know Cheetah. I know uh, Tariq Hill is the man, and he's a really good wide receiver. But when you see when when Mahomes really needed something, when he really needed to go and get like like you know go on fourth down and get those third downs and and move those chains, he's looking Travis Kelsey's way all the time. They, they roll him out to the left side. He throws that little like you know jump off the off you know kind of like across his body kind of thing that he does. You know Mahomes does his trademark. And he hits Kelsey every time. And once again, he hit Kelsey in the back of the end zone, just like he hit Kelsey for that win in the overtime against the Chargers. Like that is the that's where the Rams are going to have it, and they have to make a decision: Are they going to are they going to guard Travis uh, um, Travis Kelsey with a, a DB like say Jalen Ramsey, or are they going to give it up for the the safeties and and the um and the linebackers? If that's the case, if a linebacker's on Casey on Kelsey is going to be barbecue chicken. So I'm just, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting, not, I think really when it comes to them, I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, it should be, we will know about what the line looks like when it comes to that Bengals. Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. 14. Okay, so we're looking at, at least for assumption, is KC's coming out, they're in the bowl. We have the Rams, we have the 49ers. Who's winning? Look, you know what? I want the Rams to play for many reasons. I want the Rams to play in the SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl. Okay, for many reasons. So, <laughs> so you're calling Rams. I'm I'm going with the Rams. I think that they definitely could do it. But I'm gonna tell you, man, I'm scared of the 49ers. I'm not going to lie to you. Stat Pat, Rams um, 49ers. Rams. Are the Rams going to win two games at home? Yeah, Rams to, to close this season. Rams win. Uh, Rams, like I said, I, I I think when it comes to the offense, I mean, they're now starting to. I mean, now now. Cam Akers now. If you listen to me, probably you listen to this podcast. You know, you know, had a good game. You had to put the ball on the floor. Uh, put the ball on the ground twice. You know, and that's don't do that. You can't do that don't because do that. the only way that you beat, say, a team like the 49ers, you have to be perfect because they're going to capitalize on your mistakes. You just saw they were down. They were they were hanging around, hanging around, hanging around with Green Bay. They got that. They blocked the field goal at the end of the first half, and then they blocked the punt for the touchdown. Okay, the special teams show up, so you cannot take that team lightly. What you need to do is you need to go out there and pop them in the mouth. Go ahead and establish your running game. 
keep the keep the ball, don't turn it over, and then use your play action to get deep with Cooper Cup. And now Jefferson, Van Jefferson, I mean, he's now actually stepping up too. I mean, he needs more people. And, of course, we got OBJ still there around. So they have all the tools they need to beat the 49ers this go-around. Okay. Yeah, and Clubhouse, you guys have any predictions for next week? Who's going to the Super Bowl? Any predictions going on? Go, go the ahead, teams we're going to see if they're on there. Go ahead, Crispy. What you got? Yeah, man. Um, that game between the Bills and the Chiefs was the most <laughs> epic. Man. I'm a Bills fan. I've been since I was six. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, just hats off to the Chiefs, you know, that they put it off. And um, just to make a comment on that, that um, one touchdown from from um the wideout, when he threw up the peace sign, I don't know if you guys seen yeah, it. Yeah, we saw Josh it. Allen, Josh Allen threw up the peace sign back, you know, um when, when when they were getting the ball back. So, you know, he converted. He came down, he converted. But shout out to the Chiefs for, you know, a great a great victory. You know, it, was a, it was a phenomenal football game. But for the Super Bowl, I got um I got Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs for Rams. Hey, okay. hey, Chris, let me ask you, man. I mean, when you saw them kick that ball off, you know, after you guys took the lead, and they kicked the ball off with 13 seconds, and they didn't squib it, how do you feel about that? Like, wouldn't oh, you oh, think? Oh, I was, I was upset. Yeah, right. I upset. Because gotta, I mean, you got to squib that. You got to take some. Yeah, yeah you got to take some exactly. some seconds off the clock. And 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 it's and it's and it's crazy. That's how razor thin everything had came down to in yep. that game. We're, we're, we're scrutinizing the decision to squib or not squib the kick because we're looking at a 13-second uh, game and thinking, like, if we take five seconds off that clock, the game yeah, is over. We, we but we, won, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you would have won the game, but we're at that point, and that's what it takes to beat a team like the Chiefs, you have, especially on the road. You know how it goes. When you got them on the ropes yeah. on the road, you got to go ahead and knock. And you did deal. everything you were supposed to do. It, it makes it makes me wonder, too, like if the pressure was just so phenomenal, you know, that the coaches were cut up, caught up in the moment and, you know, they just wasn't thinking straight because at that point in the game, you got to squip the ball, mm. you know, and run that time off. You know, if we run that time off, we pick up the W in that game, you know, it never um, – Went to overtime, so mm-hmm. yeah, because defense really wasn't a, wasn't a factor at all in that game because you know nobody could be stopped on either side. So you just, yeah, I, it it was it was definitely a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Crispy. All right, so every episode we finish with a segment we like to call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike is going to send actually. <laughs> Money Mike is going to share his thoughts on a topic or a subject, and he wants to know, is his opinion inbounds or out of bounds? Money Mike, you've got the mic. Yeah, so you know what? It's crazy how my mind works, but I think you guys are going to laugh at this one, man. It's a real fun one. I was thinking about, like, if I was playing football, man, what, 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 you know, what position would I want to be, right? And I was like, you know what the dopest position is on the, on, on the football team? It's a kicker. You know why? Because the kicker gets to just sit around and watch the whole game. He ain't never got to do two a days. He ain't got to ever get hit. He ain't probably got to look at no playbook. You know, he ain't got to do that. All he got to do is just go, you know, probably his practice, you know, if it's a four-hour practice, he he kicked the ball, you know, you know, for two hours and just go home. He ain't probably even got to go to half the meetings, you know. <laughs> you know, and then, then this dude goes around and just – 
kick, you know, kick a field goal to win the game. And, and everyone lifts him up on the show. Him. <laughs> so, I, you so know, what? I was sitting around thinking like, dude, you know what? I ain't ever got to get hurt. I ain't never got to have no pads on. Kicker's if I, pads. If, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, really, I I can just act like I'm tackling and nobody expects me to. You know what I mean? I never going to get hit. But <laughs> like, look, am I out of bounds to say, man, the best position <laughs> to play on the field, I mean, to be is a kicker? Am I out of bounds mm-hmm. to, to, to be that? Let's go Let's go with Step Pat, and then we'll hit up Clubhouse if you guys have a thought. Um, Yeah, you're out of bounds. Um, and because, because with all of that, you know, the ease of the position and the responsibilities, you can go from hero to goat real quick. Yeah. The pressure, but but you don't have, but but the thing is what I'm saying is you don't have opportunities to make up for it. Quarterback can go in there and throw a pick, come back at the ball, get a touchdown. We don't care about that. You, you, you tell me the guy, okay, tell me, I mean, that's not true. That's not true. The kicker, Casey Kicker, missed the th- missed the field goal, and he missed the extra point. Everybody was like, "Dude, who the hell's that dude?" But he tied the game. He's the hero. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, definitely the hero. It's, it's what have you done but, for me lately? But if you're like, say, for example, like earlier in the year, Mason Crosby, the the kicker of the Green Bay Packers, missed three ga- three kicks. This is Mason Crosby. Well, you can't do that. So what I'm saying is, what is that? I mean, what does that plane ride back home look like? Where I the mean, whole squad was the taking whole squad beats looking and getting at you, bruised, and, and you hurt. don't even come to the meeting, and, and, and your your uniform is clean, and you don't come to the meeting, and you lost the game for them, and but, you miss it. Cost of the game. We're not talking about the bad stuff. We're talking about the good stuff. We're we talking have about to talk the good stuff. No, 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 Clubhouse, Clubhouse, please I, I, check I, your mic. Please, I, look, my leg is good for sixty. I mean, you know me. My leg is good for sixty. Let's go to Clubhouse. Am I about for saying, man, the best position is to be on the football team? Can you is to be a kicker? Heck no, money, Mike. You completely at the bottom of this one, man. Like, oh my God. Also, like, like, come on, man. That's the most pressure position besides being a quarterback. And kickers get a beat. You know, they, they can blow the game. They can win the game. But when I win the game, man, shoot. Nah, dude, man. Everybody know, taking me out, nah. though. game, it's all love. But if right. you're, if you're missing field goals out here under a pressure situation, your teammate's going to hate you, man. Yeah, dude. Likely you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired for missing the field goal. Hey, but, dog, look, if I'm Vinatieri. I was going to say Vinatieri, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah but Vinatieri. he's historically good. If, I, if, I, if I'm Janikowski, everybody good. Look, Janikowski was like 100 and, I mean, I mean, like 400 pounds, but he was still was kicking the balls. I'm going to give you an example, Mike, real quick. They were the kicker back in the day named Morton Anderson. Probably anybody that watched football a long time know about Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson was a kicker for the New Orleans Saints, kicked a lot of field goals, okay? He went over to the Minnesota um, Minnesota Vikings, okay? They actually had um, – it was when Randy Moss was on the team, and they was killing everybody, and I think they played the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, Atlanta Falcons. They go to the Super Bowl. He missed this. He missed the kick. This is more Anderson. This is like the Hall of Fame kicker. Missed this kick, and they crucified a Hall of Famer like he wasn't. Like he was like, like he was. What's the guy like Fairbairn from you uh, from UCLA? Like he was like it was so bad. I was like I feel bad for the guy. Now you would have had me if you would have said the punter. Because the punter has really no okay? <laughs> Good point. You would have said the punter, I would say you inbounds. Because that dude right there just got to make sure you got to keep it in the lines, bro. Don't let it go to the end zone. Keep it in the no, lines. No, no, no. I, 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 I want the love, though. 
I want the love. No, I want, you don't want that I want, love. I want them to pick me up, man. Yeah, hit, me, hit me on my helmet because that's the only yeah. type of contact I yeah. get. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anybody yeah. else in Clubhouse agree or disagree uh, with me? Uh, street Hoop says you're inbounds, just so you know. So Street yeah. Hoops agrees. Hey, good you. looking, Street Hoop. There we go. Who we got here? Uh, go ahead, Andrea. Man, you 200% inbounds, bro. Hey. That's like the easiest. Come okay. on, like, like I was, Okay. They get in millions of dollars. Okay. Sit there and come in with a clean jersey mm-hmm. for a kick. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody crucifying them. I apologize. I've only seen the one example you gave for the Hall of Fame kicker. That's when I seen somebody crucify. Other than that, I have not seen that. You're either a lifesaver or they forget about you in two days. Period. He still had to get on the plane home. Oh, no, 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 no. Millions to kick twice a day. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, you ain't got no play. Think about this. You ain't got. You ain't doing no contact. Like you know that you know they have contract drills, non-contact. You ain't got to worry about. You can literally go to any team and just plug hey, and play. Hey y'all, look, look. <laughs> I'm look, bro. I know hey, what to do. Next time, look. Look at the kicker pads, man. Look at the just, just, yeah, just look at the kicker pads. They don't. They don't have pads. <laughs> right. They don't need it. They don't have any. Thigh pads. That's what I'm saying. They don't. You know what I mean? All I gotta do is kick the ball, and I'm good. And then I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm the win. You know? Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Like I said, the kicker, man. Dude, that's I mean, that's that I see, man. Look, man. Were you good? You yeah, good. Oh, I'm, look, my leg when is you, for 60. When you, when my leg is for 60, though. I'm just saying, and then when you missing, dude, you, it, it, nobody's sitting it. with you on the plane. Oh, not only bro. that, but the we, whole city hates dude, you. Dude, like, we talking about, we talking about Stop talking about the negative. I'm talking about the me. I'm okay. talking about me winning Well, the then game. guess what? Then when the quarterback not throwing interceptions, he's winning both football that's games. Definitely that's definitely the best spot. That's the best. And when he's got the best offensive line and he doesn't even get touched. You trying to get the accolade with minimum work. Who is the all-time leader? In interceptions in the NFL, you know it's that fact. What inter- interceptions? You mean thrown? Thrown all time leader in interceptions thrown. No nah, man, you got me. Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett, right. Does anybody have a negative opinion about Brett Favre? Favre. If, if, if Brett Favre didn't win that Super Bowl, <laughs> hey, hell yeah. yeah. If, exactly. have if Brett Favre didn't win that Super Bowl, hey, he's Tony Romo, hey, and you know it. All time leading <laughs> interception thrower is Brett Favre. All right. That's, All right. That's no, nobody knows. And he lucked up <laughs> for that Super Bowl. And do you know the guy who missed that field goal for the loss in 72? No. Exactly. Because, All right. <laughs> so Mike was right. He's in No, bounds. because you said, 70, you said 72 and then that's, get a team That's the Dolphins. That's the Dolphins undefeated season, right? Finkel. 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 Einhorn. Finkel. Einhorn. All yeah. right. Thank you guys for hey, joining hey, us. Good old stat pack. <laughs> hey, one more thing before, we, one more thing before yeah. we get out. Um Wednesday is the anniversary of a sad moment of um, Kobe and Gigi and Clubhouse is, uh, is going to have the Los Angeles Lincoln Fan Club or Clubhouse is going to have a special show to uh, tribute that. We want to add to that by giving away um, some a pair of G League tickets. Uh, so make sure you guys tune in to the Los Angeles Lincoln Fan Club on uh, Wednesday and uh, we will be giving out G League uh, tickets for the L.A. I'm sorry, the South Bay. South Lakers. Bay Lakers. That is, of course, where Caruso came from. Taylor Horton Tucker grew up through that league. So uh, it's a great squad. And you get to go to the Lakers training facility, right, which right. is amazing in itself. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful facility. Yeah, absolutely. And we get to look at some players that can replace the players that's already up there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I just want to, you know, shout out to Crispy. I don't know if Crispy want to add to that, but, yeah, we're going to definitely give away tickets. Feel free, Crispy, if you'd like to say anything. 
Oh yeah, I just appreciate you guys for always supporting us and um, you know, the love is real on this side. So thanks to the Profanity Nation. Make sure you guys follow the Profanity Nation on all um platforms, IG, Twitter. Some dope guys over there. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we thank, uh, you so thank you. Thank you so much. And again, we'd like to thank Street Hoop Association for the kind digs. Uh, we didn't have too much interaction on Clubhouse tonight, so we will give away the shirt and jersey that they provided on next week's show. Trust me, we're going to give it away, and you guys are going to love it. So we will make sure to get it out there. Um, everybody, keep kind. Keep together. Keep strong. Uh, this is a important week for us. Uh, Wednesday. Be a tough day. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, together we stay strong, Lakers strong, and we will be back on the air next Sunday. Shout out, shout outs. Shout out, shout out. Thank you to everybody who joined us online here. We got Compton Mania. Hey. Uh, that is a new show that is going to be on the Good News Radio Network. And sure. I'm really interested in them. They kind of we had a meeting this weekend and they really stood out, right? Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. Man, they, they I'm got interested. The, they got the wrestling, man. Like it's like the WWE but yeah. for Compton. Exactly. Pretty dope. They're like, AEW. There we go. Compton Mania. There it is. Compton Mania. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, so we got Compton Mania again. Like I said, Street Hoop Association, uh, Rolling LLB Nation in the house. We've got uh, let's see, what else we got? We got a couple other people. Uh, Dre Reyes in the house. So uh, everybody, thank you so much for commenting and taking part. We will be here next week, next Sunday at eight thirty p.m. Always. We appreciate you. Here you go. I there you go again. Look out for. Compton Mania. Compton. It's it's wrestling show. It's a yeah. wrestling show. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Dope. I can't wait to learn more. And I love their logo. It's and I'll be hot. at. We'll be at the tailgate next week. Yeah. Oh, big tailgate. Big tailgate next week. So, yeah. and you'll report on that for us. Absolutely. Okay. So Mike will be reporting back from the Rams 49ers tailgate next week, and we'll know what was going on and what the feel was, and whether or not the Rams were successful. In preventing 49ers fans from getting those tickets. Probably I don't not. think so. Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, money talks. You know what walks. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so. so for everybody, thanks again. We'll be here on the air Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. next week. Thank you. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text LAKERS to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text LAKERS to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams.